back to Eat the Damn Cake. I'm Carly and I'm solo. Buckle up, kids. It's me, your birthday bitch. By the time you're listening to this, I will be 29 years old. I turned 29 on the 29th. It is my golden birthday. I know I'm going to um, Boston Calling on Saturday for it. And then Sunday, I think that Joe planned a dinner for us. And if he didn't, then we'll have to reevaluate the relationship. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I got Hurley here with me today, here to jump in and save me from any commentary that might just uh, not sound good on the pod. (laughs) Um, Maddie uh, had to rearrange her schedule today last minute. So I do sincerely miss her. And we will be calling her in at one point because I have a very important story that we need to cover And we need her opinion during it. But if this is your first time listening to Eat the Damn Cake, this is a health and wellness podcast and lifestyle. We do talk a lot about life, as I've mentioned before, but it's about being inclusive in the fitness industry and how you don't need to look a certain way, eat a certain way, dress a certain way to be considered part of the fitness industry. Like it's just everyone's welcome. Every single person is welcome. I'm sounding a little nasally still. I can hear it through the headphones and like, I'm sorry. My voice from last week is a lot better. I don't know if you can tell, but um, it's still it's still coming back. I don't know what happened. I tried to have fun once and apparently it didn't work out. So this is from Arizona. This is residual. Um, But yeah. So how are we doing, squad? Check in. Let's do a mental health check. It's end of May. Holy shit. How the hell? Like, where have the months gone? Can you believe that, Hurley? It is actually crazy. Oh, wait, you just turned, what, 27? Seven. Let's go. It was not my, my golden birthday. It was not your golden birthday. 22 was your golden birthday. Mm-hmm. Well done. <laughs> finally. <laughs> I finally learned. Okay, I always need to remember that I'm exactly a week after you. I know. Well, thanks for saying that because I think if you didn't just say it right here, I wouldn't have known yours. True. I knew it was very close by, but it is close. But yeah, but Hurley is my Gemini um, homie. Doesn't act like a Gemini, but you know what? Boy Geminis and girl Geminis are different. You know, I don't know if it's the same for you, but I know so many people in my life that have birthdays, not just in May, but also in the May 20s. Yes. It's wild. So many. Like I know three people that have birthdays on May 20th that are all very close to me. My God. Isn't that weird? (laughs) That is kind of wild. I actually know like three people that are very close to me that are all 28th. 29th or like 30th like they're all very close to me it's like what is nine months before this period and why was it so special september august oh august back to school things got spicy in august the heat of summer summer. that's when they were heating the fuck up um (laughs) no i love it you know you know that eventually today i am going to do the people places and things that i uh hate the most but until then i have a couple of stories to catch you all up on first of all i want to shout out last week's podcast lit to lift they are absolutely amazing they were so much fun you can feel their energy through the podcast like i got that feedback from so many people being like i just want to be friends with them and i was like no i know i'm obsessed with them so we told them they are welcome back whenever absolutely loved having them on the podcast if you want to feel their energy in person absolutely go take one of their classes tell me when you do and i'll go with you i need to hold myself accountable and go to one of those classes at the moment i re-pulled out my neck again this past sunday if you know you know last july when i herniated two discs in my neck couldn't move for the live podcast 
That was brutal. That's right. Yeah. But I literally, this is how little it takes for my neck to like be pulled out now. I was just laying down. Um, it was Sunday morning and I was just like waking up and Joe put his arm on my hair and I turned my head and it slipped like my neck was done. It was done. And I all this I was going to get up and go to the gym. And then I was like, I can't move by Sunday night. I could not. I was so stiff. I couldn't move my neck. So I still don't have full range of motion right now without any pain. But I am feeling better. And you're not even 29 yet. I know. Imagine how you're going to feel next week. I'm not even in my 30s. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you this. When I turned 22 for my golden birthday, I got out of bed and literally fell over because my legs weren't working. Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, this is. What happened? I don't know. I think they just like fell asleep or something. And I just stood up from bed and I just collapsed oh my god this is what it's like to to be old so yikes okay good (laughs) luck to me on monday hopefully my neck is fully back in place by then um but i had a couple this i guess we can call this like random thoughts over the last couple weeks so i have a funny story i haven't talked about duke on here in a while and like i don't know why because he still is the absolute love and lord and savior of my life like i love him so much the other day i i like to bring him to my parents house sometimes because you know we moved out and we live with joe now we are housed by joe now (laughs) instead of by my parents and i like to bring him back to my parents house we like to call it his summer house because (laughs) they have a beautiful backyard a pool and a huge side yard that like he plays soccer in. we call it soccer where he holds one ball we kick another ball Basically, he just chases after it. It's it's yeah, that's actually, soccer. Yeah. Yeah. However, how usually play it. He holds a ball in his mouth the whole time, so it's not like fetch. Like he just chases it, and I have to go to the ball every time I kick it. My mom made the game up, and it's the stupidest game, and I hate it. <laughs> Sounds like a lot it, of work for it's you. So much work. <laughs> it is so much work. And Duke is literally like he loves that game so much. So, anyways, I was playing with him out in the yard. It was like one random like Thursday afternoon. I think I got back from the podcast and was playing with him in the yard. And my dad and his friend were out in the back just enjoying the weather, maybe having a cigar. I don't know. And I kicked the ball like into the woods and Duke went back there and peed. And I decided in that moment, if I didn't pee, I was going to pee my pants. So I like went deep into the woods, squatted down and peed. Continue playing. My dad goes, everyone go pee back there. And I was like, oh, my God, did you see me, Roger? And he was like, no, I you had a white sweatshirt on. All of a sudden I saw you squat. (laughs) So you've told me this story before. And I just don't know how far away were you from your house when this happened? Like 200 yards. (laughs) So I feel like the amount of like, oh, but you had to be out there with Duke to make sure that like he was. So he was deep in the woods peeing and I just like followed him and then I just like went down and like all the trees haven't grown in yet so I guess they were like a little sticky and I (laughs) yeah so I that was bad I'm just wondering why you decided to go probably walk the same distance to the woods where you could have walked the same distance inside it hit me out of nowhere like I could have gone inside but all of a sudden I was like if I don't I heard Duke peeing and the second I heard that I was like if I don't pee right now I'm gonna pee my pants like it was an instant decision um yeah I don't know that something came over me and so that was awful um yeah my dad 
saw me peeing with my dog in the woods. So if anyone wants to feel embarrassed for me or like feel cringy, that's like what happened to me recently. Also, do you know what I was thinking about the other day? How, you know how like the ick is like the thing for people now, like guys giving them the ick. Mm -hmm. I realized I got the ick in elementary school. I realized this the other day and I wrote it down because I was like, this is wild that I had the ick this young. I was in third grade. I loved this kid. He was on my bus. So freaking cute. Still like friendly with him now. It's funny looking back. Not going to say any names, but I like, I, it's hilarious looking back. So he is like the cutest kid in the class. I had such a crush on him ever since kindergarten. Kind of made it known. He asked me one day if I wanted to sit next to him on the bus. And that was Let's big go. time. I was like, Carly's gotten it in. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so then I sit next to him on the bus. I'm so nervous. I'm like shaking. And I remember he looked at me and talked to me. But when he talked, he spit in my face. And from that moment on, I was like, he's disgusting. Wait, like all the time or just once? No, he like spit while he was talking. Oh. And I was like, ew. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so ah. I literally got the ick in that moment. And I, I remember going home, my mom being like, how is it? Like sitting next to him. I was like. Ew, he's gross. Like I was over him in a matter of seconds because I got the ick. How funny is that? Yeah. I literally was thinking about that the other day and I was I like, it. this is hilarious. Do you want to like, so then, I mean, that's like me being socially awkward, like just blowing, blowing it with like my one true love back in third grade. I was at a baby shower the other day. This is another, like, these are all just like random things that have happened to me. I was at a baby shower the other day and my friend was talking to me and I was like, oh, her mom was supposed to be there. And I was like, Oh my God, like where, where's your mom? Cause her mom's awesome. And she was like, Oh, she's been having like really bad, like vertigo. And I was like, Oh my God, that happened to like someone I know recently. And like, she just ended up getting brain surgery. Like what's wrong with me? Do you think that made her feel any better about how her mom is doing? No, that like, what is actually wrong with me? What was going through my head in that moment that I decided to share that I knew someone that was happening to, and they had brain surgery. So I need to learn to shut my mouth when I talk. I like, I definitely am a nervous talker too. Yeah. I don't know what, like, I don't know what came over me in that moment that I was like, and then I literally said to me, to her, I was like, what's wrong with me? Why did I just say that? I'm so sorry. Your mom's probably fine. Your mom probably just has a vertigo. Yeah. <laughs> she probably doesn't need brain surgery, but like, what's wrong with me that I said that you just doubled down on it. Oh I, yeah. She probably doesn't need brain surgery. Yeah. And then I kept going and then I kept going <sighs> and I like, didn't stop talking. And she, I, later on I was like, I'm sorry once again. And she was like, don't even, don't worry about it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and I just like still to this day cringe. And I also did this the other day at solid Court. Oh my God. I feel so bad. I don't know what it is that came over me. So Taylor Swift was obviously in town this past weekend. So everyone at Solid Core did a Taylor Swift themed class besides me because I would not consider myself a Swifty. Do I respect and love Taylor Swift as an artist? Absolutely. Am I a crazy fanatic? No. And if that gets me canceled by the Swifties, I'm sorry. I am not. There is not one person on this earth that I am that obsessed with. I'm sorry. I'll say it. 
She is a phenomenal artist. She is so like, I loved her documentary. I love her music. It's been through every era of my life. Do I think a lot of her songs are overplayed? Yes. I do like bad blood and then, yeah, like I don't need to ever listen to that one again. I don't need to listen to shake it off ever again. You know what I mean? Like those are ones that I'm like, okay, like is it her best work? No, but like it's catchy, you know, the Swifties will come after me for that. <laughs> so I don't know what Bruno Mars fans are called, but they already hate you. Oh, I, I know I'm getting canceled by all the, like <laughs> these big time music fans, but Bruno Mars, I'll stick by till the day I die. Taylor Swift. I like I'm saying, I will, I go in my car and listen to the 10 minute version of all too well and blast it and sing it. Yes, absolutely. Will I listen to all of her first album all the time? Absolutely. Red. Love that album too. The one with Bon Iver. Literally love so many of her songs. Am I a Swifty? No. I would never pay that mo- amount of money to go see her in concert. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me preface by saying that. <laughs> I'm at Solid Core the other day. Some girl didn't make it into class. She was on a wait list. And I was sitting at the front desk getting work done. It was Saturday morning. And she was like, you going to the show? And I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I would never spend that mu- much money on a ticket. And she was like... I'm going tomorrow night. And I was like, oh my God, you're going to have so much fun. I'm so happy for you. And I was like, I love the Taylor Swift. I just like, I'm scared of the Swifties. Like they're so intense. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh fuck, this girl's definitely a Swiftie. And I insulted her to no end. If I get a complaint, I'm not shocked because I did not mean to. And then I tried to, I kept talking and she was clearly done with the conversation because I had already insulted her and I just didn't let it go. I did not let, I kept going and I just kept, kept going. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm just like, the only reason I wouldn't spend that amount of money on tickets is because like all my friends are getting married and like, I just like don't have that budget. And she's like, yeah, I like really had to save for it. I'm like, yeah, it's just so expensive. Like to see one person, like I just don't get it. And, but then I tear shits from her eyes, but then I kept like backhand insulting her by like continuing to talk. And I finally was like, I should leave and never come back because this is awful. If I have a complaint, I'm not shocked because I went off about Taylor Swift. So sorry to all the Swifties I offended. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so bad. Uh, You're not the only one that probably thinks that though. No, later on, I definitely not. But later on, I literally was sitting there thinking about it the rest of the day. And I was like, Joe, I'm having so much stress. And he's like, why? And I was like, because I think I really offended someone (laughs) by me not shutting up. And he's like, yeah, sometimes you need to learn to say like, like less is more. Like you just don't need to say as much as like what you're thinking. He's like, why do you think I'm quiet all the time? I was like, I don't know. But she asked if I was going to the concert and I was like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? What if you just like gave her like an awakening though? Maybe where it, like I she's did. like, oh my God, you're right. Maybe I shouldn't have spent that much. And then she goes around and, and actually sells the tickets. I like maybe. And then invest and then, in and then real estate. hundred <laughs> percent. She could literally put that into a Roth IRA. Like the amount of money you spend on tickets you can put in. You could have changed her life, Carly. I hope it went that way. I'm really, I really don't think it did. (laughs) I don't think she's happy with me. And I hope that she comes back so I can just be like, how was the concert? No, no. See, that's, (laughs) this is our problem. Don't stop. (laughs) Pretend like the conversation never happened. (laughs) Was it worth all that money you spent? Was it worth it? If you see her again, you got to promise everybody that you were not going to bring up Taylor Swift (sighs) at all. I know. Anyone from Solid Core listening to this right now is going to be like, yikes, we need a conversation. <laughs> Anyways, 
So last thing we need to cover is people, places and things that have recently been bothering me slash that I hate the most. And I actually had a full blown conversation with my dad about this. And it's all things related to driving because I've been in the car a lot recently. Love my new car. Love the red leather seats still. They're still thriving. I'm still thriving in them. But like, okay. I was driving yesterday and my friend was in town and I went to go get dinner with her and I was in Fenway and we went to Selfie to Loco. Guess how long it took me to get from Fenway to Selfie at 6.30 p.m.? 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. It's, That's it's insane. That shit crazy. I hate Boston. I hate it. And of course, I'm sitting in bumper to bumper traffic and a siren goes off mm. and all of a sudden it's behind me. And 17 cop cars come out of the woodwork behind me to maneuver around. And then all of a sudden it's like rerouting because like clearly something happened up in front of me. And I'm just sitting there like, I fucking hate this. it's so awful. And then this, so that's what I hate when sirens go off when you're sitting in dead stop traffic. That is, it happens every time. It's always when you're in the most traffic and can move one square centimeter to the left and they're just honking at you and you're like, I can't go anywhere. No one's moving. So that's what I hate the most. It's so stressful. I crumble in those situations. I'm not like a fat, a fierce female in that situation. I crumble when that happens. Another really thing, a thing that I really hate, and you can't really relate to this unless you have to commute in and out of the city, but it's like there's a two two parts to this. When you're leaving the city past 10 p.m. at night, okay, or even 930, and they close down all the exits to your highway and reroute you to one in Boston. So you like start and you're trying to get on one in the seaport and it's like, <laughs> fuck you, next one. You go to like the south um the Chinatown one. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. You got to go to Newberry street one. Like you're literally maneuvering all over bossing and you can't get onto the motherfucking highway. Sorry. My mom said when I'm alone, I swear more, <laughs> which I do. And so it reroutes you all the way to this, which is so infuriating. If they had just told you, Hey, go to the Newberry street location. And that's how you have to get on the highway tonight. That would be a lot better. Mm -hmm. Second, you get finally get on the highway and it goes down to one lane. Yeah. And you're like, Maybe you've experienced this after DJing, especially like after this is why I hate going to clubs late at night, because whenever I do go, it goes down to one lane and that's when everyone's leaving Boston because the bar is closed. And you also don't know who's driving home drunk, which is scary because mm -hmm. no one should be driving home drunk. But I if I'm in a vehicle and I like go out at night, I make a commitment to be sober because I'm too scared of my surroundings driving home and I'm not ever going to risk that for the biscuit. It's not worth it. So when I'm driving home, I'm on high alert, but then they bring you down to one lane and you are in stop and go traffic at 2 a.m. going home, just sitting there seething, wanting to be in your bed because it's been a long night, a long sober night and you just want to like be home. Yeah. So those are the the things that have been irritating me the most. That doesn't happen to me that much on the highway, but one thing I noticed, especially when coming back from the clubs, is just how ridiculous the traffic lights are. Insane. They need to have, like, it's 2023, they need to have weighted sensors on every single traffic light because I'm not waiting at... For three minutes, yeah. For the record, this doesn't happen at all. I definitely don't do this, but 
I'm not waiting at a red light <laughs> for yeah three minutes. Yeah, letting no cars go by, letting no one cross the street at three o'clock in the morning. No, I mean yeah, because you leave even later. Some people don't even leave the club alone until two thirty when the lights are so brightly on. It is so scary. Have you been there? Have you been there when the lights a come on? A couple times, yeah. It's terrifying. It I'm is, almost there every time the lights come on. It is jarring. Like, and then you like, it's, I, I can't even imagine how it is to be the DJ's point of view when the lights come on. It must be absolutely like so fun to people watch in that second. Like see who's been making out all night. So like when, recently when I went to Buddy's show for my friend's birthday, I was sober because I drove in and had to drive home because I had the baby shower the next day that I was talking about where I insulted some girl somehow I said talking too much and I was people watching so hard and watching some girl like literally non-stop make out with a guy like so disgustingly like throwing herself on him nice. and he wanted none of it <laughs> he wanted none of it and I was just like watching their interaction the whole I was like way too into the interaction but yeah I was watching it and I was just like this is not gonna end well he is gonna ghost her and she's gonna be like but we had a great night at the club and I turned to one person that was in my group that night and I was like I think the club is like the least romantic place <laughs> in the entire world uh, yeah, I know that like it's romanticized and like love in this club and like I fell in love with a stripper and like things like that and like bartender like all those songs like yeah the club is romanticized but it is not it is not romantic mm -hmm. anyways agreed agreed so I'm gonna tell a story quickly and then I'm gonna call Maddie in to tell her perspective of the story okay. if you have seen our most recent Instagram post Maddie just got asked to be Lululemon Nadix ambassador, which is so exciting. I'm so proud of her. Like she, she deserves it more than anyone in this world. Like she puts her blood, sweat and tears into built by Byron day in and day out. And it doesn't go unnoticed. And like this team, um, on the Natick Lulu team noticed the work she's put in and like, they come and take all her classes. They personal train with her and they're like, you are our next ambassador. So I'm so happy for her. Once you're in an ambassador, once you're in an ambassador role, there's so many opportunities that open up for you, um, not only within the Lululemon community, but within the Boston fitness community as well. So just amazing things are coming Maddie's way. Um, I wasn't crying. I just had to burp. It sounded like I was tearing up. <laughs> God forbid. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, I wasn't crying. Yeah, no. no, I yeah. wasn't crying. Oh, no. you're talking about. Yeah. Anyways, I, <laughs> I've never cried on this podcast. So. They reached out to me last week and said, hey, can you get Maddie out of the gym before one of her circuit classes so we can set up circuit like before and surprise her with balloons and like decorations and cake and like all this stuff. And I was like, I will try. But if you know Maddie, you know, she is attached to the Built by Byron gym. So I come up with this whole plan that a client reached out to me. And I, te I text Maddie and I go, originally they were going to do it this past Monday before circuit. And I text Maddie and I say, Hey, before your circuit class on Monday, do you have any clients? Like, if not, I really would love to take a new client there. However, like she's super self-conscious and like does not want anyone else in the gym besides me and her. And Maddie's like, well, who's the client? And I just like made up a name. I was like this girl, Lori. And she's like, Who's Lori? And I was like, um, I know her from Bespoke. Like, I just like made up, like I kept, kept the lie going. And she's like, okay, like I'll make sure no other clients are there, but like, 
I'm going to be there. And I was like, no, I think she, she wants like no one in the gym. She's like, well, that's not okay. Like why, why wouldn't I not, not be able to be in the gym? And I was like, Maddie, I understand like it's a new client. So like, we just need to make her feel comfortable. Like, let me get like one session under my belt with her. And then like, we can introduce you next. And she's like, that's so annoying. Like that, that's not okay. And I'm like this bitch. So long story short, I text the Lulu girls and I'm like, Maddie's being a little difficult. So we might have to like pull an audible and you might have to do it in the parking lot and walk in with all the stuff, like get it all together out there and then walk in with the stuff. And they're like, okay, we actually are going to do Wednesday anyways. And I couldn't make Wednesday, unfortunately. So I pass the info along to my mom and Nick and they set it up with them and they ended up putting like the ambassador bubbles <laughs> balloons along her car and made her walk outside to the parking lot. So that is good luck. All I can say is literally good luck to Nick trying to plan a surprise proposal. <laughs> Seriously. She is relentless. And I, I was trying so hard not to like start a fight one because she was being so difficult and two, not to be like, bitch, I'm trying to surprise you. <laughs> like, please just fucking go with it. Like I wanted to ruin that surprise so bad, but I was like, it will be so worth it if she just knows the surprise after uh, I, so let's call her in on her perspective. <laughs> now that Maddie's been painted in such a beautiful light, let's call her in. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you've been, hello. Now that you've been painted in such a beautiful light, I'm calling you in because I literally just talked about how difficult you are, how you were relentless, how you <laughs> wouldn't leave the gym because you are velcroed to it. Hello. Mm. First of all, Hi. congratulations. Thank you. Um, I feel like I'm being interviewed on our own podcast. You are. How does it make you feel that you're Natick's Lulu ambassador? Oh my God, it feels so good. It feels so weird because it's always something I've wanted to do. And the fact that it's finally actually happening is kind of crazy because I worked there now, what, two years ago? Yeah. And you were an ambassador when I worked there and people would be like, oh my God, what's your sister? I'm like, I know one day I want to be up there, but I was not even really working in the fitness industry just yet. So I really didn't even think I'd that would be a yeah. glimmer in my eye. It feels cool, but... I feel like I'm just going to paint myself even worse. <laughs> because well, All I just said to Hurley was literally good luck to Nick trying to plan a, a surprise proposal with you. Well, Carly, here's the thing with the made up client. I just kept being like, that is so weird. I co-own this gym. Yeah. You were like, Why that's can't so annoying. This? They can't, they can't dictate if no one can be in the gym or not, especially the co-owner. And I was like, we're just trying to make her comfortable. <laughs> but also, like, I'm not wrong. No. I wasn't wrong. And Carly, you were definitely like, shit, she has a point. I know. No, I know. Maddie, do you know how hard it was to try to not let that erupt into a fight? Or try... Uh, Carly, you know, the whole time I kept thinking to myself, why is she seeing so calm? <laughs> she definitely is this, like... The whole time I was like, I can't believe she's not screaming at me. Oh my, that's sad. First of all, I, <laughs> <laughs> died. I, I was like, wow, like I really thought she would, you know, explode by now with me. Just, I, I was freaking out. I was trying to tread lightly, but I also was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I know. 
I, but now, I really thought it was going to erupt into a fight, but you didn't erupt. So I was like, oh, this won't turn into a fight. Yeah, I was trying. And then a part of me was like, bitch, we're trying to surprise you. Um, it, and how I, was I supposed to know? I know you, you weren't, but exactly. You weren't supposed to know. So let's... Let's run through how it all happened on your side, your end of things. So you knew about this made up client and you were like, and then I never really brought it up again. Were you curious still? No, I didn't think about it twice. Okay. Um, literally, cause you were asking for Monday and then yeah. this happened yesterday on a Wednesday. So I was like, not sus at all. Not even a glimmer in my eye. I was like, what the heck? So I texted them and I said that you were being a little difficult and they're going to just have to do it in the in the lot or walk in and surprise you with everything. And they were like, okay. So then I gave them Nick's number. Yeah. So this week has been wild. And yesterday I got to the gym and worked out. And then I was like, okay, I need a program for class. And I texted Nick and he was like, can you please get me a coffee? I'm so tired. Um, and I want to, you know, I have a client after class. Like I want to just be high energy. We get me a coffee. And he's like, if I have time. And it was like, three o'clock when he said he was already on his way home. So I was like, oh, oh he'll definitely have time. So he comes in at literally 4.30. That's an hour before class starts, oh. mind you. And you're like, this and, is weird. And there's no coffee. And I was... Irate? Livid. I was so <laughs> mad. I looked at him and was like, wait, you didn't get me a coffee? And he was like, I, I don't want to be late. I'm like, bitch, it's 4.30. Like, <laughs> Also, he picked up my vacuum from his mom's house, which is directly Near, on the way to Starbucks. Yeah. So now I'm just pissed. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, if he had asked me to do that, like, I totally would have done that for him if I had had time. And he definitely had time. And I know he didn't forget. So I was just like annoyed <laughs> being yeah. abroad. So then we're like using the vacuum and the vacuums like got clogged, which is no one's fault. I, I was just like getting so frustrated and I'm freaking out because now like time's ticking and it's almost like it's about 20 minutes before class starts and there is just shit leaking out of the vacuum onto the carpet. And I'm like, I haven't even finished <laughs> programming, programming class. Yeah. And I haven't set up yet. And I'm looking at Nick and I'm just starting to be a fiery, rageful bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, will you figure this out? Like, I have shit to do. You know, I'm so annoyed, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you got it, boss. Like, he was being so nice. <laughs> He's just being a brat. Oh, my God. So then we figure all that out. And I'm now I'm just, like, scrambling to get class ready. And he disappears. I'm like, where the hell is Nick? And he calls me. And the music stops. So the music was playing. And I'm like, who the hell is calling me right now? <laughs> and it's Nick. He's like, hey, um. I locked myself out of the gym. And I'm, of course, like, oh, my God, okay. Like, will you come let me in? Oh. So I go, yeah, I go out, and the door was open. And I was like, what the hell? And it was all of them standing out there, like, with the surprise. And I was like, I immediately felt like such a dick. I was like, I'm such an asshole. Like, <laughs> I owe Nick a massive apology. <laughs> It was amazing. The girls were surprising me out there. Nick was videotaping Sweet Angel Baby. Then Nick comes up and he's like, that's why I didn't get you the freaking coffee. I didn't want to be late for them. I was Aww. like, mm. it all makes a lot of sense, except you still would have had time. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it was great. They brought the most massive cake. I've been 
handing clients cake on the way I out want of their some. personal training session. Yeah, you're like, you know that. great, you just like, worked your ass off, now have a piece of cake. Eat the damn cake. Yeah, no, it's perfect. It's so on brand. But it's very on brand. We have a sign in our gym that says, eat the damn cake, and I was handing cake out yesterday instead of a stretch after class. So, you know. Oh, that's so nice. I'm so happy. Yeah. Awesome. It's wonderful. Very awesome, indeed. Well, everyone is so excited for you. You're going to have a great, grand old time being an ambassador. I'm pretty excited. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But I was just about to get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. You're welcome to stay on the line if you want to. Well, I don't want to affect the quality of the sound. So you rage away. Okay. And I can't wait to listen. And I will not listen to this. Let's be honest. Maddie, you still haven't listened to my other solo episode. What do you mean? I did. You did? Yeah, I finally did. You never gave me any feedback. Because you're amazing the way you are. What did I talk about? You talked about things you hated. Mm, what else did I talk about? I don't remember. I listened to it like last week. Mm. You're putting me on makes the spot it feel right any better. Now. I don't remember what you talked about and I was in the room with you. <laughs> I'm trying to Thank remember. you, Harl. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I talked about. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't know. All right. I well, really love you, Okay. Um, I love you. Thanks for calling me in. I'll miss you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. So just a quick little thing that I, Maddie and I have noticed a lot recently and like wanted to like talk about this more, especially in the fitness industry. And Maddie did have a lot of good points on this topic. I'm looking at the empty chair right now, but you know what? Maybe we'll bring it up next time we're together and continue the conversation. But I just wanted to talk about how fitness all over, not like in any one place or the other, like how fitness has become more about sales rather than the quality of the experience. And I want to talk, I wanted to talk about this for a while because here's the thing. Maddie and I come from a place and we were talking about this last week a little bit with lit to lift. I feel like Michael Scott right now with like that run on sentence. And he's like, hopefully I find it along the way. Uh, I'm like trying to like articulate the way I'm trying to put this. So when Maddie and I started built by Byron, we started built by Byron because we were genuinely invested in each and every person who was invested in us. We wanted to see that absolute best for them and, and still want to see the absolute best for them. We have never, ever thought about it being a transaction. We have never been like, oh, new client, there's another sale. We've always looked at it like new client, new challenge, new um, opportunity to like grow this person, to like build them up, to strengthen them and to like help them achieve their goals. We've never once thought of it as a transactional point of view and more and more in the fitness industry. I feel like, especially with, um, boutique fitness things along the way, I feel like it's all transactional. Like the amount of packages you sell, the amount of memberships you sell, the amount of clients you sign on the amount. And it's just like, why can't we bring fitness back to the root of genuinely investing in the person and wanting to see the best for them? Because that's when you're going to get more clients naturally. When you genuinely invest in a person and like don't actually care about the dollar amount, which is hard to do in the fitness industry, but no one really goes into this fitness industry to make money. You go into it because you love what you do. 
If I wanted to go into an industry where I was making money, I'd probably go into tech, you know, realistically, I'd probably go into uh, tech. I'd probably go into a startup. I'd probably go into some sort of thing where I know I'm guaranteed a paycheck that is going to support me for my life. But does that make me happy? Will that fuel me at the end of the day? No. At the end of the day, every single person who comes and takes a class with me, who trains with me, who any anything, I'm so invested in their life and genuinely want the best for them and like will go out of my way to remember injuries they have, um, milestones they hit, goals that they have, like whatever they need. And I feel like the fitness industry is straying away from that. And I understand that businesses need clients to be able to run. I understand that. Like Maddie and I, every time we have to do a price increase at Built by Byron, and we are still one of the most affordable personal training, small group training places out there. But every time we have to do a price increase, it literally hurts us to our core because we do not want to lose one single person due to price increase. You know what I mean? We always want to be able to make it accessible for all of our clients so that they're able to continue training with us. And so that they don't feel um, like, like it is a business transaction because that's not what it's about at the end of the day. So I've been getting frustrated um, with the fitness industry in general about how it's really stemmed back to like the amount of like the amount you sell and how it's like a sales job. If I wanted a sales job, I would have gone into sales. I would have gone into probably a sales job that I would have made a lot of money, like medical sales, like they make so much money, but you know what I mean? I would have gone into a sales job if I wanted to do sales, but I'm in fitness because I love fitness and I genuinely love to teach. And I say to people all the time, I wish that I didn't have to rely on fitness as a source of income. I wish that this podcast was a source of income. And that was, <laughs> and that was like my full-time job. And I could release like two to three episodes a week and like go all in on like this podcast. Unfortunately, we're not there yet, yet, but we will get there manifesting that. Um, and then fitness could be my passion project. I could genuinely just like charge little to nothing on fitness front and invest in each person and truly enjoy every single moment without the pressure of feeling like I have to make money in the fitness industry. And Maddie and I have talked about this a lot and we've always, we'll always stand by this with Built by Byron. We will always be more about the client experience rather than the amount of clients we have or the amount of memberships we sell or the amount of people in class and we will make it a true experience. Maddie, if she has three people in a circuit class, you bet she will make it the best experience for those three people. She will never once be like, eh, it's only three people. It's not 15. So like, we're not making much money. Never once have I heard Maddie say that she's like, I'm going to give these three people the best workout of their life. And so that is like what we're our tried and true is that is like what we have gone into Built by Byron with our vision from day one. And I feel like now it's getting more recognized and we're standing out in our own way because people are seeing our vision more clearly rather than seeing that like we're just trying to do a transactional thing. Um, and yeah, and I hope, I, I mean, I hope that's what people see and I hope that's what how it comes across as because at the end of the day, like I said, Maddie and I do not go into fitness for 
for the money. We go into it because we genuinely love our jobs and we love the people that we get to interact with and see every single day. And we feel so lucky and blessed. And same with this podcast, like the live podcasts, I thrive in those situations. I, you know, I, me, you know, I love to talk, you know, I love to be social, you know, I love those interactional moments where I get to meet people who listen to me every single week. And it's so, it still is so cool when I'm like teaching at SolidCore and someone like will take my class and they're like, no, yeah, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh my God, you know so much about my life. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that happens all the time. And I'm like, I, sometimes I think that no one listens and that I'm just talking to like blank space. And then I forget that I spill my entire, like I literally just told everyone my dad saw me pee in the woods. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I, to circle back, (laughs) I love, the live podcast. And one day, knock on wood, Maddie and I will be doing this live podcast. You'll be getting two to three episodes a week. You'll be getting the most top tier guests, the most top tier, um, experiences through our podcast. We'll be doing a world tour. I'm speaking it into the universe and we will get to truly enjoy and feel no pressure of making money in the fitness industry and Ted talk. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. But yeah, so that's Maddie and I wanted to discuss on that. And I know Maddie definitely has more to say about that topic. Um, But yeah, I just, when you're, when you're choosing your fitness industry and you notice like, I like, I don't want to call any studio out, but orange theory. I, (laughs) I went and took one class at orange theory And they like made me put down my phone number and the amount of text messages I got every single day after that, trying to get me to join orange theory. I was like, literally F off. Like that is not going to sell me that like, I'm sorry. And I know people who love orange theory who swear by it. Like that's like their safe haven. But I'm saying like that sales tax tactic to me is so annoying because I'm just another number to them. It's not like the coach went out of their way and reached out to me and was like, how did that feel for you? Like next time you come in, I want to see you do this milestone or like anything like that. Whereas it's not a personalized experience. Same with title boxing. One time I went in, took a class, the amount of phone calls, number, like texts, emails, I got to try to join once again, just another sales number to them. And that to my core rattles me. Like I, nothing infuriates me more because it gives the fitness industry a bad look because it looks like it's just trying to get you to be another sale for another team member there. And there was, there was a, a studio I was talking to a couple months ago that I was thinking about auditioning at and they were like, well, you could be a sales associate too. And I was like, what do you mean? Like like merch or like, what do you mean? And they were like, oh no, you just like sell as many memberships as you can. And I was like, no, I love teaching. Why would I, why would I join this to do that? And like, that's just not what I'm about. And quite frankly, I'm one of those people that if someone comes up and asks me about memberships, I'm not going to try to sell you the top tier membership for anything. I'm going to tell you what's probably best for your body. Like what works? Maybe you do a couple days of cardio. Maybe you do a couple days of strength training. Maybe you do a couple days of whatever, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, you should only do this for the rest of your life three times a week 
ever. That's just not my style. And I've just never been one those that type of person. So I guess when you're looking around for the fitness industry, find the people who genuinely invest in you. And I'm I'm not saying this is all fitness studios. You're going to find coaches and instructors within each fitness studio that genuinely do care that aren't about the sales that actually like fully are invested in their job and want to invest in you. So I'm not saying this as like a general blanket statement, like don't go to any corporate fitness studio because trust me, I can vouch for solid core when I say every single coach there is truly invested in your personal growth. And it is not about sales there. They actually care and love and want to see you get to your next milestone. Um, but I'm saying like in general, I'm not talking about every single like boutique fitness studio. I just genuinely want people to find a space that they feel comfortable in where they don't feel like a transaction. Okay. Now I'm done. <laughs> um, other than that, please rate, review, subscribe, go listen to all our previous podcasts. Maddie will be back next week. I'll be 29 next week and I'll update you on my birthday. That's all. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. Love you lots. Love you forever and ever and ever. Bye.